Howdy folks and welcome back to the weekly dose of euphoria podcast. I am your host Matt Sapala and I'm so happy to be able to provide to you inspiring, influential and incredible individuals on the pod each and every week. The past three weeks, guys, have been an absolute whirlwind. Two of those weeks were spent in Bali with my amazing partner, Rebecca. Uh, We were scouting the incredible plant-based scene over there and immersing ourselves in the Balinese culture. I had such a brilliant time filled with wonderful memories and incredible experiences. If you're wondering why it's been a long time between episodes, that is most certainly why. Prior to Bali, I recorded an amazing chat with two times author, PE teacher and wellness educator Ryan Fay. Now, Ryan is a prime example of someone who has worked hard and now finds himself simply crushing life. He's published two books about leadership, taking control of your life and inspiring people to create amazing experiences day in, day out. Not only that, Ryan is a humble and inspiring individual who's doing great things for the community over in Canada. So I hope you enjoy the show, folks, and I'll see you on the other side. Ryan Fay, welcome to the Weekly Dose of Euphoria podcast, joining us all the way from Canada, mate. How are you? Great, Matt. Thanks for having me. How are you today? Yeah, going good. It's um, early morning here. It's, it's bloody freezing, I'll tell you that. I think it's about two degrees in Melbourne. What's, what's it like over in Canada? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, we are kind of in uh, getting a bit of tornadoes, a bit of humidity. But, hey, the weather's beautiful. Um, June, July in, uh, in Ottawa is incredible. So uh, can't complain over here. That's awesome to hear because a lot of people would often associate Canada with, with snowing and skiing and, and um, snowboarding and stuff like that. So it's good to see that the weather's good for you over there, mate. Yeah, yeah, all, all good. Awesome. Uh, Ryan, we had an epic conversation just before we recorded the podcast and I love everything that, that you're about and, and everything that you're preaching through through the platforms that you've created and worked so hard for, mate. And um, I'm sure we're going to get into, into all that later on, but I want to bring it right back to the beginning and, and let's explain to the listeners what life is like for Ryan Fay growing up. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Um, so I, I, I grew up um, on a small in a small town on a, on a dirt road, actually, it's actually called the, the jungle road, believe it or not, uh, still catches people every now and again, but, um, yeah, I grew up in a small town and, um, didn't really, uh, know kind of early on in my, in my teens exactly what I wanted to do. I knew I was very passionate about movement. I was very passionate about, um, what we, what we as professionals define as wellness. Um, and just really, uh, I found that I was at my best as a student uh, and as a student athlete when I was when I was moving, and I just felt great. So I kind of took that passion and and transformed it into uh, you know channeled that energy into getting a couple degrees from St. Francis Xavier University and also in Nova Scotia, one in uh, kinesiology and one in uh, in education. And and then following that, I just kind of wanted to explore uh, the industry a little bit uh, in terms of you know, bridging between education and, and well-being and wellness. And so that's kind of been my, my passion area, actually, for the past few years, uh, you know, regardless of traveling or, or where uh, my wife and I kind of find ourselves, um, just really exploring the unique uh, pieces that are in the wellness industry and that also cross over into the education field as well. So 
Um, it's been a, it's been a nice journey. I just turned 30. So I'm three decades in, um, and, uh, and I'm excited about where the, where the future's going. Uh, I'm excited for, um, you know, where, where my wife and I are going together. Um, and I'm excited that, um, that I'm, I'm slowly but surely refining and, and focusing my passion, uh, in the, in the wellness area. Awesome to hear, Ryan. And you're, you're doing such important work, mate. Education around movement is such an important area. And particularly, you know, we've got all these resources that are abundant to us, such as social media, you know, the internet. We've got all, all these resources, but with that comes a whole abundance of information, some incorrect and some, you know, too complex for people to understand. So education and simplifying the, the power of movement and the benefits is such important work, mate. So you're doing a great thing, that's for sure. Yeah, thanks, Matt. You're you're 100 right. I mean, there's so much out there. I feel like we know we know more about um, about many things in, in life and and in humanity. But wellness is just something that, uh, and movement is just something that it just seems like you know if you have the catchy title, you get uh, you're getting the vanity metrics or you're getting the looks. Um, and and you're right. Sometimes the the content isn't always that great, um, and you, and people really have to sift through things to find what really works for them. And, um, and it's a, it's a complex industry that should be made simple. I couldn't agree more, mate. Now you, you mentioned that you, you're always interested in movement and exercise growing up, but what sparked your interest in education and what was the catalyst for you becoming a teacher? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, it was, it was ironic. I was, I was working at, at the gym as a personal trainer at my university in Nova Scotia and there was this gentleman that would come in every now and again and get on the bike and you know not really say too much um but just kind of you know be there with his presence and one day I ended up striking a conversation up with him and, and turns out he was the professor in uh physical and health education in, in that department uh at the university and after a few conversations and a few visits to the gym he uh he was very tenacious in encouraging me to go into education and so he was a real big push. His name is Dr. Dan Robinson. And ironically enough, I, I now work with him uh, on a frequent basis through the work I do. But um, yeah, he was, he was really the one that opened the door in terms of getting me to think critically about that decision. Um, and so I really owe him a lot of credit. And then just another individual is actually my grade seven science teacher. Uh, his name is Dean Smith. And, uh, and Dean's close to retirement now. But uh, at the time, I remember when when I was in grade seven, he looked at me and he said, Ryan, don't ever let anyone tell you you cannot do something. And uh, and I remember, you know, Dean believed in me. He uh, he was very passionate about his students. And he was actually a phys ed teacher by trade. So that, that was one of the reasons why I uh, I gravitated a little bit more towards that as well. Yeah, excellent, dude. And that's such a vital bit of information, I think, that – you know, we hear it a lot, but actually truly living into it and truly believing that we are capable of anything um, is, is such important information. I guess we're the only ones that, that can truly believe that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Awesome, Ryan. Now, you, what was your journey like going into education? Did you always gravitate towards the, the PE side of things or did you think about being, being a classroom teacher first? Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I... Um you know, I struggle, I struggle with, um, with that, uh, thought, thought today, actually, you know, I, I enjoy the pursuit of education. I enjoy uh, the pursuit of teaching. 
whether it's adult education or, you know, K to 12 education or even early childhood education. Um, but for me, it's always been, it has to be uh, tactile and it has to be uh, kinesthetic and it, and it has to be movement centered. And I just, I, I guess I just love physical education because of the, the amount you can do with it and how dynamic it is um, and just how much is changing all the time in terms of uh, your students and, and student development um, and your overall approach, it, it can be dynamic as well. So, so I guess I really enjoy that. I, I, I have taught in the classroom before and I, I, as much as I do love teaching in a classroom, um, I feel like I'm, on, I'm in my sanctuary in, in the gymnasium. So that is, um, yeah, that is probably the best way to describe that. <laughs> I love it, mate. That's your that's your home for sure. Now, Ryan, I understand that fast forwarding into life, you're still heavily centered around that education aspect, and and still um, still heavily heavily associated with movement. Can you talk to us a little bit about your current role with PE Canada? I know you're doing great things, and and you're explaining that there's never a dull day in that sort of role before the podcast. So, just for the listeners at home, can you explain what that role is? Yeah, for sure, Matt. So my role with PhD Canada um, is uh, I'm the lead for special projects and campaigns. And essentially, my role is, is convening groups um, nationwide ac across uh, the great landscape of, of Canada, uh, all around the common vision of, um, you know, producing uh, active, healthy students for life. And it's not an easy task. And in, in Canada, you know, we're faced with a lot of challenges. But at the same time, um, we have a lot of very passionate and dedicated uh, physical and health education specialists across the country that are in great positions um, to offer a lot of influence to that conversation and to that vision. So uh, it makes my job actually easy because, uh, you know, a lot of those folks are a phone call away from, from us and, um, and they're on the ground doing the great work and willing to share with us. Uh, how we can iterate programs, how we can do better as an organization, and how we can continue to advocate for quality physical education across across Canada. So, yeah, it's it's fun. It's dynamic for sure. Um, it's it's an always changing environment um, in terms of what might be you know better practice today might not be better practice in five years, and so we're constantly adapting as an organization, and we're constantly you know, uh, listening to, to the needs of school communities and to the needs of our stakeholders as well. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Definitely, dude. And you raise an important point about adapting and evolving. And, and this industry is constantly evolving and new science is coming out to, to show various things. So I think evolution is key and constantly updating your knowledge and updating, you know, movement patterns that can be taught to to children to be able to promote this um, this way of lifestyle and promote movement instead of having it be a chore is, is something that's super beneficial. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, Ryan. Now, some of you guys may know that Ryan is a two-time author doing incredible things. Uh, one of his books is called Your Best Decade and and I've heard amazing things about that. And Ryan, we were chatting briefly about the book beforehand and I know we, we're going to dive into that book and everything that you're about and the main message behind it. But firstly, Matt, I want to want to strip it right back to the beginning of of you creating the book and, and what, was, what was it like and how did you turn that thought of writing a book into actually, actual reality? And talk to us a little bit about that process. Yeah, so 
when I, when I first, um, when I first started writing the book, it actually, it started, I was driving to, um, to this community called Slave Lake, Alberta, which is actually a great, great place in Northern Canada. And I was on the road and I, I had all these flooding thoughts of, uh, different chapters that I wanted to write my, my book on. So I actually pulled over on the side of the road and, and, and recorded those in terms of just wrote them down. This is what I want to eventually write a book on. And it wasn't really until, um, about just over a year ago when, uh, when I was in Abu Dhabi teaching phys ed there, um, that, that I, I, I was thinking, you know, I, I could probably write a book or, or maybe a couple books in the next five years, but why wait? You know, why, why wait when, when I can do it now? And so I got thinking that, um, okay, I'm, I'm going to dive in. I'm going to do this. So I started doing just a little bit of research, but ultimately it was just getting, getting pen to paper. I had the idea of the chapters that I wanted to write. I didn't have a title uh, at the time. I just wanted to write organically and just allow everything that I wanted to share, um, get down on paper and then iterate it and refine it and all those other pieces on the back end. So it really got, I guess, started off as creative art. Um, and just just um, simple thoughts on uh, on manuscript, um, and then it just kind of grew from there. And and um, it was interesting as I was finishing what is now your best decade, which you mentioned, Matt. Um, I had, I kind of sped up another process in the middle and and created my first book. So that book is is called Thought Leadership, uh, and that's a smaller book. It's about eighty pages, also available on Amazon. But that book was really it was designed as a collection of my uh, my greatest work on Medium, which is a free platform for for blog posting, and just compiling those and iterating those, and and giving something digestible for folks to take and apply in their lives. So that was that was really neat. And then and then just the really from that, I was able to learn all the steps needed to write you know my uh, to to write your best decade story, and and to get that out and. And I'll be honest too, Matt, like I'm, I'm very blessed and very grateful to have had support around me uh, during that time uh, in writing both of those books. I had a lot of support from, uh, from my wife who was um, incredible in the editing process. She's very, she's, she has great attention to detail that I do not have. So, uh, so I owe her a lot of credit and, uh, and also um, some other family members that really supported me along the way and, and some different mentors that kind of parachuted into my life when I needed them the most, uh, really helped uh, carry the baton for that. So super grateful for that. But, um, that, that's kind of the journey of how the books came about. Excellent dude. And it sounds like you're, you're definitely a go-getter. So you, you had a vision and you just went straight going home and, and put pen to paper, man. I think that's the best approach. Now backtracking a little bit, I just want to chat about the, the first book thought leadership and, and ask you a few questions about that, mate. So Obviously, the book is surrounded by leadership and taking control. What is what is leadership to you, and, and how do you um, apply leadership to your everyday life? Yeah, there's a really good quote, um, and it's well, there's a few good quotes around leadership, but one that stands out to me is uh, it's actually by I think John C. Maxwell. Um, if anyone, uh, any of your listeners are familiar with his work, but um, I think it says it goes along the lines of. Uh, if you think you're a leader, turn around. And if no one's following you, you're probably not a leader. <laughs> and so I think about that one a lot uh, in terms of leadership, in terms of bringing people with you, um, whether it's around a common vision or a publication or, or something like that. But 
But then there's the other school of thought and the other quote that I, that I really like, and it's often this, this lead from the middle or lead from the back. And, and wolves in here in Canada are actually known for that. So you'll see a lot of times when a, when a wolf pack is traveling, um, you know, great miles on the tundra, that the, the alpha is actually sometimes at the back. Um, and so the reason for that is, is some of the weaker wolves and maybe some of the ones that are ill or not feeling good are, are obviously not able to push the pace in the front. And so the alpha will sometimes stay at the back and lead from there to ensure that you know, no predator or no, um, none of the wolves kind of fall off from the group. So, so I, I like that approach too. And, and so when I look at leadership, I think it can be either of those. It can be you're leading from the front and there's people following or you're at the back and, uh, and you're just making sure you're very aware and keen and focused on the group that's in front of you. And, uh, and I think if you take that approach to life, um, I think, I think it's a good approach. That is such a fantastic quote there. And, and you've painted a great picture in my head, Ryan. And, and often, you, you know, you're changing the, the way that we think about leadership, because like you said, leadership is often a, uh, thought about, you know, leading from the front and, and taking control of everything. But there's also that other side of leadership, which is so important as well. And, and yeah, that, that um, analogy and that picture you just painted sums it all up for us, mate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So moving on to your, your second book now, mate, which is your best decade. What was the, um, what was the catalyst for, for creating that book? And, and talk to us a little bit about the content in there as well, mate. Yeah, there, there's uh, I hate throwing so many quotes out, but I got another one. Um, so there's another quote from an author that, that really inspired me um, actually way before I planned either book. And, his name is, is Jim Dotson. He has a book actually called Taking on Goliath, which is an incredible read about how he carried his family on his shoulders and, um, and really, um, you know, led from, from behind in terms of what we were just talking about. But his quote was, um, you know, I'm not an author, but I have a story to tell. And I think a lot of times people that maybe are out there that haven't wrote, you know, wrote a book yet, or they're scared to write a book, or they're scared to blog or whatever to put themselves out there. I think Context is important to remember that, you know, everyone has a story to tell. And, and that's really where uh, your best decade came from was, you know, I had specific experiences and, and strategies and stories that had helped me through my teens and 20s and now into my 30s, you know, to, to refine my wellness in the areas, um, you know, looking at the relational area, the professional area and the personal area. And I wanted to share that. I wanted to share that with the world and, and add value around those, those areas for people all over the world. And, and that's really what it grew out of was that, that simple organic thought. And I think too, Tony Robbins is, is big on this, but a lot of people get stuck in the how. A lot of people, you know, if you were to sit down with them and say, these are all the emotions you're going to feel as a writer. <laughs> these are all the barriers you're going to run into as a writer. And these are all the failures you're going to experience as a writer. No one's going to sign up, right? Like people, people will, will see the how and they won't approach the how, right? So I think we need to just sometimes park that and just think about our why. And, and that, I think that's something you've done a great job of, Matt, with, with Euphoria is, um, you know, you, you, you just made it happen. And sometimes the how just, just fi finds itself and iterates itself along the way. And that's really what I did with your best decade. Like, like I said, there was um, a time I was chatting with my dad before the book was done. And he said, well, do you have a title of your book? And I said, no, I, 
I don't actually, I'm, I'm still writing and it hasn't, it hasn't come to me yet and I don't want to force it. And sure enough, it was the last page of the last chapter that the title surfaced. And so if I had to force that creativity, I may not have come up with um, a great title like I did. Uh, and so again, just not getting stuck in, in the steps, not getting stuck in the how and just allowing it to be organic and, and beautiful and artistic and everything that it was meant to be, I think was, was uh, an important part of my process. Ryan, that's such an important, an important message that you're spreading for all people that are contemplating becoming an author that, you know, often the title is at the, at the top of our document. So we think we have to start off with that, but I, I was always learned through, um, through university essay writing and God, there is an abundance of essay writing, mate. And I always start, <laughs> started my body paragraphs and let the, let the introduction, you know, fall last. And I think that's such an important piece of information and you let, you let the title come organically because that is, that is the go-get. That's what people look for. And that's how people make their decision about if they're going to read the book or not, Ryan. So um, it's a fantastic bit of information for any other authors out there. Just before we dive deeper into your best decade, do you have any other bits of information that, or any life hacks that some authors out there can take on board if they're contemplating writing or, or, you know, they're halfway through a book, any tips to help them help the process? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I, I think no matter where, where your listeners are coming from, whatever area that, that you're passionate about, um, you know, if you feel like you, you, you want to write something in that area, then go for it. I mean, medium is a great, uh, medium.com is a great website to safely and, and comfortably get your message out. Um, and, and just te te test the market, you know, will, will people read what it is you want to say? Um, and I think to some people out there that, may feel like they're not an, they're not adequate to write or they're, they're not, um, you know, they don't have the time or whatever. It's just about starting small and it's just about, um, you know, being intentional every single day that if this is something you really want to do over time, it, it will, um, it will begin to unveil itself and, uh, and not to force it, but just to be intentional about it. Um, keep it in the front of your mind. And, and the final thing I think would be, this is something I was very blessed um, to have was a great support system. Um, and I know not everyone maybe would have that, but if you have even one or two people around you that can support you, it will really help when you feel those emotions and, and everybody's out on a Friday or a Saturday at the beach and in your home writing. Um, it's hard for people to understand what it is you're going through and, and, and to truly understand the passion that you have, but those who really care about you and your support system will really help. And, and if you are lucky enough to get a mentor along the way, I encourage you to, to find someone, send someone a, you know, a direct message on social media, connect with them, uh, connect through this podcast with some other great thought leaders and, uh, and just see if they'll offer advice and help you out. Uh, you know, I got lucky with that and, and I'm sure there's some other people out there willing to help. Ryan, that's fantastic bits of advice there, guys. So definitely definitely pick Ryan's brain if possible and I'll have his details in the show notes for you. So thanks for sharing that, mate. Now reading, I haven't personally read your best decade, but reading reviews and, and listening to your explanation of the book, you, you narrow it down into three main areas in our life that we should be nailing and that's personal, professional and our relationships. Can you elaborate on these three main points and, and why you've narrowed it down to those and why they're so important? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure, uh, for sure, Matt. Um, 
those those three areas you know relation relationally professionally and personally they the reason why i narrowed in on those areas was was similar to what we talked about earlier and that there's so much out there when we look at the wellness industry um you know books around leadership and business development and all these types of um, personal growth books there's so much out there so how do we how do i create something that's digestible for people and applicable to everyone um, and and those three areas impact us all right we all have relationships in our lives we all have a professional lens to our lives and, and of course we have a huge personal life and uh, and I wanted to get real and I wanted to be vulnerable for for readers that um, you know to give them the permission to know that it's okay to go through the things you're going through and so that was really why I, I narrowed in on those three areas uh, within the book and that's kind of interweaved through throughout the entire uh, the entire book and all the chapters but you know I, the, the other piece that I wanted to do intentionally when I wrote the book was I, I don't know about you Matt but um, I'm sure some of your listeners would identify with this that when I read something I need to write and highlight it and uh, you know put a little side note or a little star on the manuscript and you end up marking up some great books and so what I did with this one is uh, I actually built in space and built in permission for people to write in this book. So it's, it's almost like a, a journey for a lot of people to unveil their best decade and to unveil, um, you know, actions in those big three areas of their lives. And it gives them permission to, um, you know, to get their thoughts down and not to, not to put it down and wait, you know, do it, do it right there. And then I think the last piece that I'll, I'll, I'll share around that, um, was a lot of times we're looking to other people to find the answers for us. You know, we want life to be easy. We want someone to tell us how to make a million dollars in a year. But, um, but when, when I wrote your best decade, I wanted people to understand that it is not a quick and easy, um, you know, one day you wake up and you're there kind of, kind of solution. And it's not a one size fits all. So what works for me may not work for someone else. But it's it's a it's a day to day intentional uh, act of waking up, grinding it out, um, living according to your highest values, getting to your best decade, and uh, and that's sometimes not easy. Sometimes it is, but, but oftentimes it's not. And uh, and I I didn't want to sugarcoat that for people. I wanted people to understand that you know in a world that wants things instantly and we we want uh, solutions instantly, you know sometimes we got to take a step back and evaluate these areas of our lives and focus in on what we need to do to get where we want to go. Ryan, I really love that, that bit of advice and a bit of information you share, mate, because that's exactly what I'm trying to preach through, through euphoria is it's sustainability. And, and sometimes the long journey is the best for longevity and, and really understanding your, your why and your goal and, and, and the fulfillment of getting there is fantastic as opposed to getting there in, in you know, a short amount of time and, and putting yourself through that through that trauma mate so i really really resonate with that that sort of approach mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now ryan obviously you know inspiration is is such a big factor when you're when you're writing books who were your inspirations mate and did you have any mentors that you you were um contacting or or any guys that you looked up to you to help you write the book yeah, I mean, this goes back to uh, being a kid. You know, I uh, I read a lot of books growing up. Um, 
a lot more probably in the sport area. Um, I will say a huge uh, role model of mine is, is Tony Dungy. He's a Hall of Fame um, NFL football coach in, uh, in the United States, and, and he has three books out as well, and, um, or yeah, three or four. But anyway, I read a lot of his stuff, and I just really enjoyed his writing style. Um, I really enjoyed his message and, uh, and just his willingness to be vulnerable with his readers. And so that, that was one person that really put the initial thought in. In terms of uh, mentorship along the way, I had, I had a lot of really good friends in my life that, um, you know, maybe hadn't wrote a book for, you know, on their own, but, but they were super encouraging, um, super able and willing to hear, hear me out and to listen to my ideas. Um, and honestly, um, over the past year, I, you know, I'm very blessed to have gotten married and, and my wife has been, um, been incredible. She's been an incredible support, incredible, um, sense of humor with the book. Um, but she just really understands the journey that you, that you go through from start to finish. And, um, and I guess you could say she's been a, a huge, uh, role model in terms of, um, you know, helping me. Uh, be confident with the book and, and to be okay with, uh, with being vulnerable and, uh, and be just being open to having, um, yeah, to having, having me out there a little bit more than maybe I wouldn't have done on my own. So definitely a lot of uh, tribute to her. And then I think finally would be um, just, just contacting other authors, um, not necessarily in this space, but in, in the education space more so. Um, you know, there was a few folks in, uh, one, one gentleman in Saudi Arabia that really helped me out, a uh, phys ed teacher there, his name is William, just gave me a little bit of advice, uh, along the way. And then another one, um, he's actually in, in the United States in Pennsylvania, but his name is Mike and I'm going to mess up his last name. But it was Mike Kuzala, I think. Um, anyway, he was a, yeah, he was a huge, uh, a huge help, a huge listening ear and, and really just trying to connect me with publishing houses. So I was really grateful for him as well. Yeah. Excellent dude. And uh, I personally, I can't wait to get my hands on this book and, and have a read of it because it's an area in my life that I'm looking to, to improve at the moment, mate, for any listeners at home that may be intrigued by the book, where can, where can they get their hands on it? Yeah. So uh, for all the Australia uh, listeners, it is on Amazon, so you can purchase it there both as a paperback version and an ebook Kindle version. Uh, it's also available on the Apple iStore as well in 13 countries. So you can get it there on your, on your iPad or your uh, Mac or, or phone. Um, and then if you have listeners anywhere else in the world, it uh, just really depends on where you're at. It just went live in China yesterday. So if you have anyone in the Asian uh, market, um, you can purchase it through a website called doban.com. Um, so, and, and if all else fails, you can send me an email, which I think Matt will probably include on the back end here. Uh, you can connect with me anytime and, and I can get you a copy. Definitely Ryan. And I'll have all those details in the show notes for you guys. Now, Ryan, I know we were chatting a lot about this prior to the podcast as well, man, and, and the importance on finding out your why. So, I'm really intrigued to, to listen to your why and, and what is your why and why is it so important for people to develop a why before going forward with anything in their life? Yeah, you know, I, uh, I had the privilege um, a few weeks ago to listen to former President Barack Obama. He was visiting in here in Ottawa 
and uh, an incredible speaker and as you know, an incredible leader. And, um, and he was asked a very similar question in that, um, you know, what he, the way he answered it was incredible. I mean, he said it, you know, focus on who you're becoming and not necessarily what, what you're going to do. And, and so, for example, when he took office or when anyone takes the Oval Office or a, a position of leadership in government, they're, they're not, they don't often think about who are they going to become once they are in that position. They're just thinking about getting to that position or getting to that place. And, um, and so he really encouraged and challenged the audience to uh, focus on who you're becoming. And then that's, that's really just been me in terms of my why. Um, you know, I want to become um, a, a great person, no matter whether it's writing a book or work with PhD Canada or working in Abu Dhabi, I want to leave the world in a better place than when I came into it. And, and I want, uh, I want people to know that, um, that I valued uh, being intentional with relationships. And I want people um, to know that I left a positive legacy um, that was of high value to a lot of people through, through whether it's services or through books or through writing or whatever. But um, but yeah, I think that that's probably the big piece of why is figuring out who do you want to be, um, and then circle back to what do you want to do? And, and, and then that will lead you down the path, obviously of, of excavating that why. And, um, and I think sometimes people just do things and they don't really, um, they're not really sure what their why is. And, and I do talk about that. Actually, the first chapter of my book is called start with why, um, and that, you know, before you do anything, establish your, your highest values. What are, the, what are your highest values every day that you, that you have in those areas, relationally, professionally, and personally? And then action out steps and live out um, those values each day. And, and, and you'll, be, you'll be more than fine along the way. Amazing, Ryan. Such useful bits of information there, man. And I love how your philosophy and the book is giving people the opportunity to find themselves, you know, in an in a era that, everything is done for us and and we're always looking for you know some help and guidance and and the answer i think you know finding finding yourself and doing things yourself is such a vital vital thing to do because you learn a lot of a lot of important messages and lessons on the way so ryan you're doing fantastic things man and i'm i'm super grateful we got to have this chat today man yeah thanks thanks for having me matt and um yeah, I, I would encourage your listeners, um, you know, to, to definitely explore that option and, you know, definitely getting, um, getting something out there of high value, high quality, whether it's a service, a book, uh, a blog, um, and, and bring those you love with you and, um, and just enjoy that ride. It's pretty fun. Definitely enjoy the ride is, is such a great bit of advice there as well, Ryan. Now, before we cap off the podcast, mate, where can people get into contact with you? Yeah, so I'm actually going to be launching my website in another month. So I will, I will send you that information, uh, Matt. I just don't have it right in front of me, but, um, but I will have a website up. Uh, but right now, people can contact me at uh, foyconsulting at gmail.com. So F-A-H-E-Y consulting at gmail.com. And, uh, and maybe we'll, we'll put this in the notes as well. But um, yeah, you can check me on Facebook as well, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, at wellness rf and just uh, create a dialogue i want to i want to hear all about everybody's best decade you know some people have already sent me some stuff and 
I got some YouTube videos up and stuff like that. It's just a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's cool when people are finding their why they're finding themselves They're they're aligning their, their values with their actions and they're being intentional with the people around them. And I think it's, it's exciting to share that. So thanks. Um, thanks in advance for anyone that wants to take that on. Excellent, dude. And I will have all those details in the show notes for you guys. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for your time, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, man. And, and thanks for all you do with Euphoria. I mean, I think it's incredible work. And, um, and I, I, I'm now a, a follower and uh, all the way from Canada cheering you on. And, and um, I'm excited to see all the people you're going to have on here in the next year or so. so thank you. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate the support, mate. And that's this week's dose of Euphoria. Connect with myself and the Euphoria Health community on Instagram or Facebook at Euphoria Health. Through these channels, you'll find cool workouts, plant-based recipes, and daily challenges. Until next time, guys, I'm your host, Matt Zapala, and remember, don't settle for anything less than Euphoria.